keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Full of suffering, suck attach, son. It's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. What? It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. And you teeth look like two tight too, Billy. And you book a match with me. That's right, Killing. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? <laughs> Wrestle roasts on ad-free shows and ATC. Welcome, everybody, to WrestleRoast. I'm your host, Dan St. Germain. This is Scott Chapel, and I guess this is more of a total effing marks uh, episode because Robert, um, uh, everything's okay, but he had to take care of some medical stuff, and uh, Mike uh, is going into the woods for a couple months, and I think is sick of wrestling. So, And by that, I mean he'll probably be on in a week. But uh, I'm here with Scotty Chap. Scott, how you doing, buddy? I am very good. How are you? I'm good. I'm you know today I promised you guys a wrestling game show. I created Double J Jeff Jeopardy, which is just Jeopardy with wrestling questions. Uh, but we can't do that because it's just me and Scott, so that's going to be super sad. But uh, we will be talking. Yeah, yeah. Save that for when we're in a nursing home. <laughs> we will. We will be doing premium current events today. Dynamite or dud, high spot, low spot. We'll, do, we'll go like tit for tat when we're old men. Tit for tat over like which wrestlers have uh, choked women. <laughs> Regular episode just next week, uh, April 28th. We're going to have a backlash preview. Um, I don't think I'm going to be on that episode. So you guys have fun. Book it, whatever you want, Scott and Robert. May 5th is our Cinco de Mayo episode. So you know what that means. It's time for the roast of Conan with a K and uh, Patreon. Patreon, we have the roast of Michael Hayes, um, which will be uh, coming out on Monday. So a lot of fun stuff coming up. And uh, when I'm on the on the Conan show, I'll be announced in the next couple months of stuff. Let's get to premium current events. The next big free agent, um, Drew McIntyre. Where do you go if you're Drew McIntyre, Scott? Do you stay in WWE? Do you go in, uh, do you go to AEW? Do you go, you know, possibly the independence, maybe New Japan? Um, what would you do if you're him? Well, it's tough, right? Because I, I think he's been taken seriously in WWE. Yeah. And it's failed every time because the type of serious they've taken him is not that great. And so when he's a baby face, he's this he's this John Cena personality, but on a on a Scotsman with a sword. It makes no sense. It's uh it's why before Chris Hemsworth, Thor was boring to a lot of us, you know, who didn't understand the comics. Uh that's the last thing I want to see is is someone that acts like that. Um, yeah, I, I thought he I thought they really figured him out with the first time when he came on the main when he came back on the main roster from NXT when he was the Scottish psychopath with Dolph Ziggler. I thought he was great there. And well, I, I think that, you know, the big transformation with Drew, if we're being honest, is that he became gigantic and grew a bunch of chest hair and his hair long and facial, you know, like it and wasn't. He, and he could wrestle just as well as he was when he was. Yeah, he's damn good. You know, he's a damn good wrestler and he has been and he's a great looking guy. 
but was he ever known for promos or being captivating in any real way? No. But goddamn, does he look awesome? And they should really focus more on that. He like he's almost as big as Brock Lesnar, but he walks around and he acts like uh this tiny weenie man. He acts like fucking Robin Hood or something. I don't even understand what his gimmick is. Well, he acts just like kind of a generic baby face. He's, yeah, he's just a guy who smiles and says, like, I'll kick your ass or whatever. And you're like, okay. Uh, where he can promo. just be just like a beast. Yeah. I mean, I think the best option for this guy is just fucking going to New Japan, man. Like, I feel like New Japan would love to have him. He already wrestles like a fucking New Japan wrestler. They need like a new American, you know, from WWE. And I think he would work his ass off over there. You know, the question is, is that is that is that a really huge step down? I see a lot of similarities between him and, and Diesel and Razor, although I think Razor was way more over in the sense that like, you know, they were using WWE in a top spot, but they it just felt like they, you know, like it, it kind of fizzled out and you know, they eventually just took that trust away real quick. So, you know, if I'm if I'm them, like, you know, like he's he's just in a similar position now, where he's like a name, but he's not the name. And I just think, I mean, I think AEW is the worst option for him. But for sure, I mean, <clears throat> in, in New Japan, he'd be a, an even bigger giant. You know, so obviously, I would love to go. Oh, yeah, I want to see him in New Japan. Is that realistic? I don't know. I don't know what his goals are, you know? Um, but if I'm him, I want to fight guys like Osprey, you know? Especially, like, in terms of of European wrestlers, New Japan has all the greats right now. Um, if you want to go back home, I don't know where he lives or where he's lived. Probably oh, somewhere in Florida. Florida, right? Yeah. You know, if he wants to go back <laughs> home, uh, then, yeah, I would say work for New Japan. I, yeah, I don't know what you do. I know what Robert would say. Robert would probably say that he already did the leaving and coming back better. And that's what everybody does anyway. You leave to only eventually go back. But I think that's starting to break and I'm glad it is because that it's a boring story Um, that the ultimate goal is to always go back to wwe to get better and go back what are you getting better for they they don't care if you get better they're not going to use you or better it just depends on well they it, we said he did get better he got better in the way wwe wanted him to in the sense that he put on a bunch of muscle mass and exactly fantastic yeah. you know but uh, i think you know there there's there's allowed to be new goals and money is made so many other places and so create new ideas of what the dream is and it's not always end up back in in the graces of of uh of of the e you know like just go be a great pro wrestler and create a legacy it's possible i i hope that's what ftr is doing i know they signed for another four years i i i know i'm sure they'll be working new japan and all these other awesome places so i just hope we see more like goldberg dude i mean let's talk about that it, since it's the two of us and we can kind of Talk about whatever the hell we want. You know what Goldberg like, yeah, wants to do. I feel like do. we've talked about all his moves, but yeah, now he, he's being particularly annoying this week. <laughs> but do you, you see what he wants to do? Because we haven't pitched this at all. We were he like, oh, make, farewell tour. Yeah, he wants to do like a four city tour. Well, I, I, that's the craziest outside thing. of any company. 
but and you know people are saying conrad would do it and then conrad posted that goldberg has him, him blocked for whatever reason oh conrad blocked him no goldberg, goldberg blocked, blocked conrad. conrad yeah yeah um yeah i don't i mean i know why he wants to do that because it's the most money but i really think that guy is overestimating his draw you know especially cuz the last couple of times, I mean, he's big, but he's not. We saw him against Drew. I think him versus Drew, you know, to, to praise Drew a little bit, you know, him versus Drew at Royal Rumble and him versus um, versus Brock at WrestleMania 33. And, and, and I think one of the Saudi Lashley matches really well booked, whoever produced that. Oh, yeah, that was fun. I remember that one. Yeah, but those are his, has, have been his best matches. So, like do you really want to expose this guy format? Like, so what it's like you get a Goldberg match for like these four cities. And I mean, then you're going to see Goldberg headline. So who's on the undercard? Who do you put against Goldberg? I mean, if I'm Goldberg, I would just try to fucking do Wembley. So, you know, cause I do. Yeah. Think- but you know, like I've heard, I've heard that pitch for sting right at Wembley have stings retirement match. What 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 are his connections to over there? Why would he retire there? There's, I think all they need to say is it's Sting's final match outside of the United States. You could say that. Yeah, but that's like no one cares about that. Watch these people care, dude. These fucking oh, mush, I mean, these I, I mush mouths over there in the UK. Boy, <laughs> it's Goldberg's final match in the, the, the Islands. I mean, I can't imagine a worse match than Goldberg versus Sting for their final match. Goldberg versus Fit Finley, dude. I mean, if I, if I'm like you know, like okay, like if I'm fantasy booking, um, Wembley, which I'm sure we'll talk about more at Dynamite or Dud, but for me, the big matches would be Kenny and Punk. Even though like Meltzer is saying, oh, it should be Kenny and Osprey, I'm like, I just don't think that. I think you do that at Forbidden Door. You don't do it there. Well, it would be part three where Osprey finally gets the win. I don't Kenny know. Kenny beats him twice, and then you know that's the but idea. Kenny Punk is such a bigger match. Obviously, yeah. I mean, I don't know if Kenny would ever do Or do it. you do the trios and you save Kenny Punk for the States, you know? So you do Kenny and the Bucks versus Punk and FTR, like uh, Dax has been pitching. That would be great, too. I think that's Obviously. a big match. Either of those two are a big match. And then I think the other big match that you could do is MJF versus either Goldberg or Sting in a retirement match. And you have, and you have MJF retire one of those guys. I mean, you're going to get heel heat. As we've been seeing, which we'll talk about on Dynamite or Dud, this the four pillars thing is has not working out. No. So I think you need some more established guys with MJF for a little bit. You know, have him beat some guys, man. You know, beat some real guys. Yeah, him versus Goldberg in like a King of the Jews match. <laughs> or just, you know, MJF Very saying that in a promo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, this would be amazing if you have Goldberg beat him. The whole time, and then you have just like fucking Bret Hart come out and throw a fireball in Goldberg's face. I'd love it. <laughs> I would flip. But the problem is, I mean, oh, another great Goldberg match is that Dolph Ziggler match at SummerSlam because it was fucking a minute, you know. Like, and and Dolph sells like the Dickens. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I think it's gonna be. I don't think I don't think a four city tour is the is the answer for Bill. Yeah, and and the thing with him signing with AEW is AEW does not know how to um book a short match. I don't I don't want to say they don't know how to. 
they try their best to never have a short match. Like, I think last night when we get to Dynamite or Dud, there was a match that should have been short, and the fact that it wasn't really bothered me. Um, so just having to watch a long Goldberg match, which I want. I want. I don't want Goldberg to have short matches. I want him to have long ones. You Problem is, he cannot long. do it. Yeah, he can't do it. And so it's like, it is brutal. We saw that. It other- should be Goldberg versus Shane, man. And it's like one of those, you know, those games on like a boardwalk where you shoot the water and then and then the uh, balloon blows up. It's it's whose head explodes first loses. <laughs> I do think that Shane would be an interesting signing for AEW, but they'd never do it. Um, no, there's there's no upside for that. I mean, it would just be an interesting image, you know. It'd but... be a funny moment, and people would laugh about it, and it would get publicity. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. Shane is so not Vince, you know. So it's not like an actual get. It's just, it's like a rude rub it in your face. It's like, I got your dog, you know. It's like, give me my dog back. Shane isn't like a valuable, you know. Well, it's so asset. funny. Like... I, I maybe maybe it is like just thinking about and we'll talk about that. I guess it's a good transition to dynamite, but just thinking about Tony, man. I was just looking at pictures of Cowboy Bill Watts, and that guy just looks like he could. I mean, he could just beat anybody up and beat like half the roster up. And you're, I like, got, a, I got a question. What? Why, why were you looking up pictures of Cowboy Bill Watts? <laughs> well, I'm in Indianapolis, by the way. Um, I will be uh, opening for Dan Soder at the Indianapolis Helium tonight, Friday and Saturday. Oh, how fucking fun. Good for you, man. It should be fun. Um, But yeah, I get lonely on the road, you know, so I got to look at some pictures of beefy men. Yeah, you look up pictures of uh, Bill Watts, the only Cowboys you know about. (laughs) Well, the other Cowboys are kind of sad, you know. Yeah, that is true. But uh, yeah, Bill Watts, I mean, he's just a big motherfucker and... Like, I, I kind of wonder, like, is that what you need for a wrestling promoter? Do you need a guy who's like, it, it, you can't threaten him with violence? I'm not sure. Uh, Yeah, it, Tony definitely needs some some big boys backstage that don't let anybody do any fuckery. You know, that is why undertaker is so important and the guys you know like his crew where you're like why did he hang out with these guys they all kind of stunk yeah who are they you you know them we're good man you have Yo- yeah, yoko who's good come on yeah. no, he's not yoko's not good sorry everybody listening he's good for a 600 pound dude man i mean I'm, he's not fucking osprey but no he's not he was he, no he's not he's just he was able to walk you know i will i like yoko but uh you have rikishi you know who had a bunch of terrible gimmicks and then rikishi kind of love rikishi yeah as a fun gimmick it was good and then you have the godwins who were terrible you have savio vega who was bad you have the godfather who i mean the godfather character was kind of fun but then it was over so yeah yeah, it was just a bunch of dudes i mean all those dudes every dude that i listed there could like you know, kick most members of the clique's ass. Yeah, and I think that's like the that's the thing that bonded them and made them a group is like, hey, uh, no one is allowed to look at us funny or speak to us funny or try to fuck with us. Uh, we will kill anybody who tries to get in our way. While at the same time, we're not going to try to be the best in the company. We're just here to hang out and make money. But no one fuck around with us. Yeah, you need some Mings around. Yes, you need some guys who Tony is just like, can you... St- can you intimidate them by standing near their locker room so they don't fuck around? Guys like that. 
Well, about Cain Velasquez, he's going to have, you know, if he get, if he beats this court case, uh, you know, maybe he can get hired or just hang around Tony the whole time. Yeah, yeah. He's he ends up shooting James Ellsworth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, James James Ellsworth happily married for a year. Dude, if Kane Velasquez should absolutely get signed by AEW and just be like the predator killer or something, you know? <laughs> just hunt Marty's girl. Yeah, just hunt all these little creeps. Oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Him and Frankie Kazarian. Well, we can make up for the uh, the Bullet Club Hunter or whatever the fuck he I was. I actually kind of like that, but they, you the know. Elite Hunter? I, yeah, I, I, but I, they dropped the ball. Of course, of course. So that's that. What a what a better what a better transition. Than... Yeah, what a better transition. So you have to remember it's Tony bouncing the ball. And boy, can he not dribble. Yeah, I mean, all right, dynamite or dud. All right, I'm gonna say this, and I'm not even being this is not me exaggerating because I've thought I was like, was that the worst opening of dynamite I've ever seen? It probably was. You know, I'm sure that there's a worse opening promo segment, but in WWE, but I can't think of one off the top of my head right now. But what I what that did after after that segment, I was like, oh, okay, they're never gonna be on WWE's level. Like it's gonna have to be another company that comes in um to try to compete with WWE. And I'm not talking about in terms of matches. I'm sure they're gonna still have great matches. I'm sure they're still gonna uh, sign incredibly talented people. But when you look at you know these are these four guys. We're supposed to be your pillars, and they every single one of them, but MJF got totally exposed, and it just showed you, man. Tony's had these guys since 2019, and you know, like Darby is as over as he was when he started. MJF is as over as he was when he started, and he hasn't been able to build Jungle Boy and Sammy besides giving Jungle Boy a great theme song. Um. You know, like we kept hearing rumors about how Jungle Boy doesn't want to work on promos or anything like that. And then you see that and you're like, you can't have a guy in a, you can't have him in a top guy position. But I guess we'll, we'll break this down to three segments. First, let's just talk about the opening four pillars promo. Then we'll get to the rest of hour one. But I mean, am I being too harsh here, Scott? What did you think about this? I, I think you're being too harsh as a whole in terms of like what it means for AEW and competition and stuff like that. But this is absolutely one of the worst segments AEW's ever had. Um, the fact that it was these three guys that we all should be rooting for because you have established that they've been here from the beginning and we have been invested them in from the beginning, at least like the the diehards, you know. Um, but this is not how to showcase them. Don't give them microphones and not in this way. Like they Darby did some shit. Th that is super super amateur um jungle boy is just bad on the mic you know he's very bad at it and it's unfortunate and i hope he it seems like an emotional block for him <laughs> like like he seems like he's having trouble actually being able to like express himself at all you know um so he should go to like some type of counseling for that and also i maybe acting lessons i guess you know but he needs to like open up a little uh, Sammy isn't bad. It's just he's he. His character just, is neither fish nor fowl. That's the yeah, problem. man. He says like it, it's just it's kind of empty, and he's young faced, and it is what it is. You know, there's no edge to him. There's 
It's just there, right? I think Sammy's honestly fine. It's just kind of empty. Uh, Darby. I think he's fine, but he cut a babyface promo last week. They kind of made him out to be the babyface that opening segment. And was that just a swerve? So at the end, we get him and MJF together. And what is even? It's all bad because then come next week, that's already going to be manipulated and fucked with because obviously someone is going to. It's got to be Darby versus MJF, right? It's got to be Darby versus MJF. But then think about it. They have a, you know, we we always criticize AEW for not like building up a pay-per-view. But I think this is the opposite thing where they're going to have to think of like segments with MJF and Darby for a month where you're going to have to hide Darby's weaknesses on the mic. And one of the things that you don't do is you don't bring up the fact that he's a dick backstage because no one in the audience knew that. And now it's like, wait, who said who was a dick jungle boy? Yeah. You're, You're rude to everybody backstage. And it's like, dude, that's not that character. Well, that's that's what I didn't like about the whole segment is they were being extremely personal with each other and they all need to be put over like they they need to talk shit on a wrestling level and put each other over because they're not fucking over and they're not good at certain things. So then when when he's like, you're not even good on the microphone and it's like, yeah, we all know that this is uncomfortable now. Can we not talk real shit? Because it's just weird. We all know none of you uh, are very good at certain things. So let's not talk about it. Well, just no one is owning the other right now. Darby's like, look at you, dude. And then he would like respond to every little thing the crowd did. It was very like first few open mics. That's how bad I thought Darby was on the mic. But last week, I thought he was great. Or two weeks ago, whenever he was sitting down, I thought he was phenomenal. It's just two weeks ago. It was because he was talking from the heart. Yeah, man. This time they were like trying to cut pipe bombs on each other. uh, And it was just stuff that we were like. Yeah, we're aware of that. We also wish that that person would improve on that. It's just weird. <laughs> it was it was so rough, man. I felt bad for all of them. Like, dude, there was a legit a moment where I thought Darby was going to go like, ah, this is weird. Can we start over? I thought we almost got an absolute bail. Here's why I'm nervous, Scott. And, you know, please assuage me because I really wanted I want AEW to do very well. I think wrestling is better when AEW is is great and when WWE is great. Real hot take there. But what I'm nervous of is TNA had one real hot moment with Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle, right? 2006 or whatever. And then they lost momentum and they never got it back. And I'm afraid of that with AEW. Like they had this punk coming back to Chicago. They had this great punk MJF feud. They had this great elite story of, of Kenny and Hangman. But then since, you know, really since last Double or Nothing, when they put the title back on Moxley again, it feels like it's completely lost momentum in the last year. Well, for sure. Yeah. Um, That whole locker room incident, like, lines up well with it. Yeah. No doubt. For sure. Uh, Like, that shouldn't be. I mean, that's nothing new as far as wrestlers getting into fights and. You know, I mean, at this point, man, I mean, we we said, you know, I, I think like months ago, we were like, oh, maybe you, sh- you can't bring Punk back. But right now, I don't know how you'd not bring Punk back. You know, I mean, they're absolutely bringing him back. And that's just bottom line. It, it, it's they are. And that's how we know the product will be better. Right. So yeah, I mean, he has a tremendous mind for uh, wrestling, you know. Yeah, exactly. So you go like, oh, no, they're screwed. But it's like, no, we're going to have 
a hot summer of something like will people tune in i don't give a shit i don't care i think it's going to be a really awesome summer of whatever it is we're going to get and yeah it's going to be a little weird too because obviously we don't know if this whole saturday separation thing is legit or not but we're definitely going to get dope matches we're definitely going to get some really at least three fun storylines and that's all you get anyway out of a fucking wrestling program every year you need you need the elite uh versus punk though i mean you do a, you do you can't not acknowledge team. it it's, it's really stupid and bad business Dude, and, what, what, and also, just... like, you work for the same company. You cannot have guys who refuse to be in the same building with each other. You go, okay, well, one of you has to leave then. Yeah, it's like the only one who got away, like, like the only one who got away with that was, like, Hogan. Yeah, dude. Because he was literally printing money for the company. None of those yeah. guys are printing money for the company, including It's absurd. It's absurd. Yeah, it doesn't, dude, it doesn't make any sense as far as... Uh, as far as them not working together, because I I figure I fear what's going to happen is they're going to do like Punk and Jericho, which like none of us want to see. Um, and they're going to be like, well, they had beef, so this kind of feeds into it, and it's just the whole thing is going to feed feel lesser than. Or if they go with a new guy, right? Like let's say like oh, Punk has a feud with Powerhouse Hobbs or something, right? Like mm-hmm. the whole time we'll be thinking, oh, well, I just want to see him versus the Elite, like you. You kind of have to do it first. And yeah, you have to do it right off the bat. And the problem with separating the shows is you go, oh, okay, I guess that makes sense if the storyline is eventually Punk and those guys start showing up on Wednesday and ruining things and vice versa, right? But you want the initial thing to be an attack on those guys. You don't want them coming back and feuding with other people. It's, it is an absolute waste of time. Yeah. Just like, dude, let's go crazy with it. I think this is all a work and... And uh, and and I and I I hope it gets really really fun and crazy because it's it can it can actually get like exciting. Well, what what would really I think hurt hurt them is if it turns out not to be a work and we just never get anything between them. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Yeah. Oh, it would be such horseshit. And it, if that happens, I, I mean, I I need to hear the stories of of why you know why they could not do business with each other. I think if that happens, you have to be like, all right, Kenny's got to go to WWE. You know, you can't have your two top guys, you know, not being able to work with each other. I mean, imagine like, you know, Rock and Austin not being able to work with each other. And I'm not saying these guys are Rock and Austin, but as far as draw, but it it just doesn't, the whole time we're going to be like, you know. Well, yeah, it's also it's just like, why do you guys work here? We are here to make money. Obviously, you are a moneymaker. You are a moneymaker. Um so if we put you together, <laughs> what happens? It's yeah, you got to do business or you have to leave. Yeah. So maybe not- Kenny leaves. I don't know, but I I think he's gonna do business. I think they're all gonna do business. Yeah, I don't I don't know what you do. Who goes over, right? That's always. I, I, yeah. Well, I mean, to me, who goes over is you. You let Punk and and FTR go over. Um, because that is a fun storyline having Omega and them have to deal with losing this thing that they built to someone, you know, it's just a more interesting, compelling story to me. One thing that I forgot to write down in the breakdown was that, um, you know, the segment with FTR backstage and then they ran back to go see that Briscoe was being attacked and, you know, 
uh, I don't know, man. It was just, it was one of these things that, again, it just felt like kind of lesser than, like, why are you using these guys for this? Like, nobody cares. Sure. I thought, you know, I thought it was touching the whole, let's do it for our friend thing. Like, I I, I liked that part, but obviously better ways to do it. And, and the way they were being interviewed and, like, showed them immediately, and they were like, what? And then they just ran into the room right next door. They, like, barely ran down the hall. It was just all very, very dumb. Well, let's talk about this rest of this first hour. We have Tony Storm and Ruby Ryer versus Ruby Riot versus Britt Baker and Jamie Hader. Britt is still super over in Pittsburgh. Uh, we have Arn Anderson coming up to Wardlow and saying, I'm going to be with you now. So <laughs> I like that promo. I love Arn Anderson, man. He's yeah. the best promo still in wrestling. For we sure. have an elite promo with the Blackpool Combat Club coming out to attack them. Wardlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs, MJF and Sammy backstage in a very weird segment. Oh, it was bad. Yeah, this first hour was not that good. I mean, the, the elite Blackpool stuff was fine, but it just feels like some of the stuff that Brian is saying, I'm like, isn't that what Punk's going to say when he comes back? Yeah, well, that's actually the one thing that makes me worried that they aren't going to work with each other because Danielson does seem to be playing the punk role. And I'm like, oh, shit. But he was fucking awesome. And I actually thought he said something that was so perfect where I thought Omega was fine. You know, he's being very serious. He has, he's better. Uh, he's, he's, this is one of his better promos, I thought. You know, not yeah, great. Maybe. He had a, you know, he's got villain eyebrows. Um, <laughs> he got, went to Vince's eyebrow guy. Yeah, yeah. He's got like Street Fighter eyebrows or something. And um. It's just like any brawl segment. It goes too long and the camera never knows where to go. And so you miss a bunch of stuff. And then you like notice guys helping each other fly over a guardrail or flip over the ropes. And most brawls kind of look bad in wrestling, which is surprising because they should look great. Yeah, I mean, there's been a couple that I've, I've liked a lot. Like that first time the Taker and Lesnar, like after SummerSlam, went at each other and they had the whole roster separating. Dude, him. I mean, even guys that this included last night, the uh, Omega Moxley, that first night of Dynamite where they brawled into the crowd and then Moxley um, that was DDT'd, him, DDT'd him through that glass table. That was phenomenal. Yeah, that was great. That was unbelievable. But, uh, oh my gosh, are, are Cody brawling with... Uh, with uh, the inner circle and punching through the. Uh... That was great. That was unreal. That shit was maybe fantastic. Wrong. Maybe there are a lot of good brawls. Yeah, maybe there are a lot of ones, but I, I wasn't a fan of this one. And even like Cesaro, I was like. Did you see the uh, Cody Brock brawl on Monday? On Raw? No, I didn't. It was good. It was good. Yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, you know, you know, Cody's still super hot, you know, and this is like one of the better versions of Brock I've seen. So, you know, hopefully Brock does business. No, it'll be that'll be an awesome match. Um, I think it'll be a really good match. Yeah, but I what Danielson said where he got on the mic and he was just like, "You just said you don't have much to say. Like, how amateur is that? You're holding a microphone. These people are paying to see you, and you're like, we don't have much to say. You have like mic time. That's unprofessional of you. I thought that was really funny because that's something people do in like the back of open mics. You know, <laughs> like when a guy's like, I don't really know what else to say, and they're like, this fucking guy. And so I thought that was, you know, some comic who thinks they're better than everybody. So I thought that was awesome. I love how he isolated Kenny and was like, you um, could actually be, you know, taken seriously and you choose not to for whatever horseshit reasons. So that's fun. It's just, 
you know, let's get to it. What what matches do we get? You think we get Kenny versus Danielson at Double or Nothing, or do you think we get Blood and Guts? Is 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 he good enough to come back? Who? Danielson. He's hurt. I think he was hurt for a little bit. Oh, I didn't know. I I thought I, a... I don't know. I mean, I think Blood and Guts is probably the way to go, but well, also you can do all of it, right? Because the truth is, I want to see every single one of those matches. Do you do you do Stadium Stampede again? Nah, you never do that again. That was just some beautiful moment in time. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. That was a fever dream. The problem with these blood and guts matches, they just haven't been good. That good. Yeah, no, but they've also involved guys not that great. Uh, also, Blackpool's already they, been they, in. They, one. They've had Am some great guys, you know, like they've had some great guys in those matches. And I mean, like, you know, Lucha. Wasn't it like uh, Jericho? It was like Inner Circle versus uh, some. Who I, I don't even remember. This was inner circle. It was the summit versus inner circle. Oh no, sorry, the pinnacle versus pinnacle. Yeah, yeah. Circle, and then it was Jericho Appreciation Society versus the Blackpool Combat Club. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of guys in there that are really good. I mean, and I mean, maybe you just do a cage match, man. I, I mean, like that that uh that fucking Lucha Bros, um, Young Bucks cage match was like one of the best cage matches I've ever seen. Oh yeah, that was phenomenal. And we'll see. Yeah, we'll uh, get we, good matches out of that. Uh, Wardlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah, dude, what was this, man? I don't know, man. It just—I thought it was a fine match, but to have Wardlow win, so why does the title get passed around so much? And how can Hobbs just be allowed to lose like that? Is the TNT title just an albatross? Because stupid. It, I mean, like, or, you know, like we've seen now. I mean, Cody was probably the best TNT champion they've had, and and that after a while we got sick of that. And almost everybody who's had the TNT championship, besides maybe Miro, like has kind of overstayed their welcome, right? I don't know. Uh, I mean, yeah. What do you think Miro's deal is? You think that's genuinely him not wanting to go back to work, or he's working on projects and Tony is not good at telling people to come back to work? Well, from all uh, everyone that I've talked to from both companies, Tony does not like confrontation. Mm. So I think you can use that to your advantage. Nice. Um, if he, he does not want to give negative news to somebody, he doesn't. So you just like won't he won't you know like we saw this with the John Gresham thing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh he, yeah, can you break that down for me? Because I don't I don't know what happened. We haven't talked about that, right? Yeah, I mean Gresham apologized, but I like you know it's Nick Houseman's friend of the shows podcast but I, I listened to it this was an interview like either like two weeks ago a week ago but essentially like gresham kept wanting to talk to tony mm-hmm. and then when he finally got tony tony goes oh meet my friend mary and then he goes oh hi and then as he did that tony tried to like run away <laughs> no it, like walk away and that's how gresham flipped out he goes motherfucker you know like whatever I mean, probably so essentially like he was just trying to like avoid conflict with the guy, which like you really can't do in wrestling. You kind of gotta. It's it's never gonna be a like a nice work environment, you know. Like that's not. Yeah. Doesn't have to be like fucking the wild wild west either. But uh, it's uh, funny you say that because I was actually just thinking maybe we should like fill. You know, they should start filling the backstage area with like hay and dirt. <laughs> <laughs> kind of just let them go. Yeah, just let him like well, just no bathrooms, just let him shit. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just give them a big trough to eat out of. <laughs> and and let's see what happens. The match itself, poor powerhouse Hobbs, man. You win the title through help of QT. You know, you have a couple defenses. What, he beat Penta and Phoenix. And then... Dude, I just thought of... You know how, you know, if it's if Punk has his own show, also right. part of the idea is Punk gets to have what his idea of backstage is. Which, that's perfect. Because then he's slowly gonna get mad. He's gonna be like, I like an old school backstage, you know? And then all these guys are gonna get fucking whiskey drunk. And try to kill each other, and he's going to be horrified. <laughs> That's definitely. Weird. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they sep- you know if they separate the talent on each. I mean, the rumors is that you know different talent is going on different rosters, but I I just don't think you take yeah. Punk away from Wednesdays, man. I'll That's- believe it when I see it. Yeah, I don't. I don't, right, believe, I don't believe it for a second. I think maybe you know you you. You act like that's what it's going to be for a week just so everybody watches it, but you very quickly let everybody know this is everybody's show. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense because it's like Saturday night. There's just so, you know, you got every, like every major sport. Usually it's a big game on Saturday night. And, you know, UFC is Saturday night. And then WWE pay-per-views are now mostly Saturday night. Yeah, so. And they already have... um they already got Rampage, man. Get rid of Rampage. They have to get rid of Rampage. I think Friday night's an even more death night. Oh, it is. It is. Absolutely. I would prefer to know that there's wrestling on on a Saturday night. That's kind of nice. Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess if it's good, people will show up. I just I just think Wednesday's such a perfect night for wrestling. I think Wednesday's like the best night for wrestling. It's better. I think than- it's it's literally the best night of the week for it. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, yep. it's right in the middle. It'll get you through. No doubt. Um, what do you think about this MJF and Sammy segment? First off, I was just confused because I was like, does he mean lay down for the match tonight? Yeah, that's what I thought he meant, yeah. That, they never specified it, and it turns out like he's going to lay down at double or nothing. It, it and, doesn't even make sense. Which, like, also we know is not going to happen. You know, no. like, like, there's no way. And So it's probably going to be MJF Darby, and in that case, do you know? No, wait, or is it MJF Sammy? And the idea is MJF thinks Sammy's going to lay down and then they have a match? No. You can't get a month of TV out of that. Yeah, but don't they have this... uh, Okay, this show that we don't pay attention to at all that goes on after, All Access. Yeah. Um, They're, like, pretty heavy on Sammy, right? They're pretty heavy on Sammy, but if you looked at the edit for the trailer this week, it was... It was almost all women because I think they were like, all right, that's the only way we're going to get people to watch. Is if people think it's like the new Total Divas or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Like the edit was completely different this week. You think they'll do the Vicky Guerrero stuff? <laughs> <laughs> no. I think that's too real. I don't. I don't yeah. even know. That may be too dark for Dark Side. You know. <laughs> oh, I know, right? At this point, um, man, poor Maria Shafir, huh? A <laughs> couple of years she's had. My God. All right. Uh, Yeah, this segment didn't make any sense to me whatsoever. And it's just, you know, MJF is a star, man. But I think you need, you really need to. Well, you know what this reeked of? Uh, Like Vince Russo. Oh, for sure. And, you know, I go, I go, is that, you know, so much of wrestling is obviously uh, the wrestling part. But you go, oh, if a guy is a talker. And you, you know, and you have to emphasize that in the feuds that he's like cutting promos four times a night. 
does it all become this stupid horseshit? Like even Austin, when he was on TV, you know, four times a night, three times a night, eventually it got very silly and stupid. Well, especially when he couldn't wrestle and it was like commissioner, you know? Oh, like the Sheriff Austin. I mean, yeah, it's like... Yeah. It's I mean, there was fun stuff worse. there, but it's just... You know, the thing is, it's like, you know, I think it's because M- they are realizing MJF, similar to Austin, is like probably the most charismatic thing on your program. So you want to... You, you sprinkle wanna them everywhere. Sprinkle them everywhere. But, I mean, the problem is, I just... MJF doesn't have a... He just... None of these dance partners are ready, you know? like That's... Yeah, that's the problem. And there, there doesn't seem to be any like actual issue and so um yeah it's just feels fraudulent and horseshit and like they it's funny because the mat in the matches you know the three other guys seem very hungry to me and then in their promos it's the opposite of that they're and very so- hungry in there but it, it's just tough man if you're a casual viewer I, I said this in our thread and you're you know you're going past raw you know that and you see like cody rhodes brock and roman you're like oh those are guys are main eventers and then you see those three guys, and you're like, "Wait, they wait—they're fighting for like, like the cruiserweight title, right?" Yeah, sure. But I, I also do appreciate, you know, them putting young guys out there like that. It's just, uh, we, it's we a watch problem though sink. when they're all that small together. I think, um, I think it's fine. Like, I think Darby being small is fine. I think all of them being small is fine. But I think when you put them all together, it does look very PWG. Well, also, you know, we've had like a month of thinking this four-way is going to happen, and now it's not. It's going to be a singles. And I saw MJF post on Twitter last night, like, uh, you know, ha-ha, fuck you, you don't get your four-way or whatever. And part of me goes, oh, no, or is it still going to be a four-way? Like, are we going to have Tony being like, actually, you don't get to do this, <laughs> and you're running amok, and I don't let people run amok? Yeah. <laughs> Because that could uh, happen, and we could just get the four way, and all of this has been a, a a bit of a waste of our time. I hundred percent agree. Um, hour two, Jay White versus Commander, Jericho <laughs> whole segment, Hardy and private party backstage, Jericho Appreciation Society versus the acclaimed and Daddy Ass, and the headline Sammy Guevara versus Jungle Boy. Um, I don't think this Jay White commander match really did favors for either guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude, no. (laughs) You know, it didn't, right? It's so unfortunate. This is what I brought up earlier when I was like, a match should have been short and it wasn't. And that wasn't good. So, like, a few things happened in this that made it not good, right? Which is um sorry, my the, the girls are talking in the room. Hold on, let me do no 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 All right, here we go. Um so where were we? Oh yeah, this Jay White Commander match. So yeah, it, how long was this match, dude? 15 fucking minutes, and then seven minutes of it were on the ropes. Yeah, it was just which I don't mind. I know you were like, it... I the ropes don't do it for me. I think Commander is talented. It's just if Jay White is in the company. If he's representing uh, this new Bullet Club group and one of your members is with you, right? Juice Robinson is there with him. Uh, why don't you just win quickly with, sh- you know, shenanigans and like establish that you guys don't it's fuck around? I think you have him kill a guy. Yeah, you literally have him like you have Commander jump on the ropes and you have Jay White. Like you have him jump off and Jay White immediately get his finisher on him. And it's like, boom, that's that. You have him and Juice stand over him. And if you want him and Juice to beat him up after he pinned him after a minute of wrestling him, you go ahead and do that. 
why why the fuck is Sean Spears out there? So you're like adding another guy for no reason who's like rating the match who we haven't seen in forever. Like, let's focus on one thing, which is the debut of Jay White uh, wrestling in AEW. And I just think it's tough because it's like Tony is like, you know, is such a fucking whore for everything else that's going on in every other promotion. And I'm sure he's like, oh my God, I get like, I get my own version of Bullet Club. But it was like, Jay White was like kicked out of the Bullet Club. Mm, yes and no. Yes and no. Yeah. I mean, he was beat up by uh, by Dave Finley, who claims to be the leader right now. But no one's really seems to be on board with him except a few guys, you know, so like uh, we'll see who starts jumping ship and what happens. It, it, it all this all seems to be leading to Forbidden Door. Obviously, it all seems this is this is a Forbidden Door storyline you're getting, which is like unfortunate because Jay White is signed to AEW, so let's maybe just throw him in an AEW feud right away. It's, it's and, kind of what I'm saying. I think, but, but they're doing both, and that's the problem. It's like this, this show is super ambitious, which I appreciate because usually it's just a lot of great matches. Um, where I think they tried a lot in this, but they just tried too much, and so like four things were trying to be accomplished in this match. Where very literally it should have just been, uh, oh, Jay White is a bad motherfucker and he crushes dudes. Uh, and this group should be taken seriously. I, I think this was the match. There was one match where, you know, someone was like, uh, they, they're cha- they've changed the fabric of AEW. They said something like that about a group. And I'm like, they've been around for a week and none of that is true. It's just the Bullet Club. It's overstated. It's welcome, man. You know, it's like. Yeah, about- I think I think there's a way to do it. It's just like they have to be uh, killers. Like they have to. We talked about the NWO people's heads getting, off, right? We talked about the NWO getting old. Like, yeah, but the NWO was around for what, like four or five years. Yeah, like, yeah. Bull Club's been around for ten years. Yeah, dude. It's it's like come on, man. It's like diminishing returns at this point. Just, these guys are talented. Have them do something else. Um. Jericho and Adam Cole segment. Jericho was dressed like my chihuahua when I put a coyote jacket on her. <laughs> um, you don't want hawks picking her up. Uh, oh, yeah. I also feel like that's what Tony should wear backstage. <laughs> uh, the segment I th- actually thought was pretty good. Um, I just, you know, I don't, it maybe I was, I was impressed by, I, I thought this was better than I thought it was going to be. And I was like, oh, I'm a little bit more interested in this feud now. Wait, which promo is this? This is the Jericho and Adam Cole segment. Oh yeah, I did. Uh, I did like it. You know, there was. I think it. There was a lot going on. You know, and it yeah, it, it dragged a little. I think it dragged a lot actually, but it did serve its purpose. And Britt is so over, and to have her ass kicked, and Adam crying, and it was fun. In theory, it's a really really fun idea. And yeah, I'm happy they're doing it, dude. That match is gonna be not, dude. At double or nothing, Chris Jericho versus Adam Cole is fucking dope. Dude, I, I, I kind of think, too, that he should have just given her the Judas effect. I mean, I know it doesn't help the women's division, but, like, man, that's heat, right? Yeah, I thought he was I thought he was going to, actually. And then you have Britt get a receipt at Double or Nothing. Well, what you do is you have, you have him give her the Judas effect, and then you um you act like her teeth got fucked up, you know? Like, oh, the, you know, the doctor got her teeth fucking shattered or whatever, and... You know, whatever you go, you do whatever you want with it. But I think that would be really cool. Yeah, I mean, like, how great was the, uh, you know, that Orton Triple H twenty five main event wasn't good, but the buildup was great, and part of it was just that the Stephanie being handcuffed thing. You know? Oh yeah, man. 
everything in wrestling is everything that's new is old again <laughs> uh all right jerk i mean hardy in private part okay i gotta talk about this be there or be triangular <laughs> what the fuck is going on <laughs> like, no man everyone says be there be square i'm gonna do my own fucking changing shit. it up <laughs> what does that even mean I be there be triangular he saw it in a on a, on an acid trip yeah, man, if we have five hours AEW this week, I'm fine with giving, like, a couple minutes every week to Jeff Hardy and just, like, let him say whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, it, there should be a segment every week where Jeff Jeff Hardy paints a photo, and you're like, what the fuck is it? And then he turns it upside down, and it's, like, the Joker, you know? And he's like, see? You know, <laughs> you know the art where the guy <laughs> eventually spins it around? It's yeah. Abe Lincoln, actually. <laughs> where it's just yeah it's just like keep he just keeps looking at a magic eye the whole episode like mall <laughs> yeah, rats yeah. um we have Jer- He's very johnny depp man he should uh he should he should find one of johnny depp's characters and kind of be be that i mean he's definitely walked home to shit on his bed for sure hundred uh, <laughs> percent jericho this was also just such bad uh layering you have jericho you just have a jericho appreciation society segment and then you have the jericho appreciation society come out again to go against the acclaimed and daddy ass claimed and daddy ass go over but man this just felt like i mean just kind of a huge waste of the acclaimed because this whole thing was like three weeks over like rampage right and yeah and there seems to be no purpose for it you go sometimes with tony i go like are you stalling because you do have so much extra time before a pay-per-view. And so he like constantly cools people off just to like wait for the good storyline right before the pay-per-view. But that also doesn't seem to fucking happen, man. Every pay-per-view is kind of thrown together last minute. We know that this, this feels like the first one that might actually have been planned a month in advance, right? We have, this this either fatal four way or the tournament for who's going to fight him, which is the pillars tournament. So that's over a month of feud. Um, Omega and the Bucks and Blackpool. That'll definitely happen at Double or Nothing. Jericho Cole. So we are getting actual feuds this pay per view, um, unless we get those matches in two weeks because I, I don't realize there's like a remember AEW every Wednesday was like a different theme. That was fun, man. This should go back to that. Yeah, it was simple. It was silly. You know, you put a uh, you put a tree out there. You have an Arbor Day special or whatever they used to do. Maybe Tony's thinking about the NFL draft. You know, the Jaguars actually got to the second round of the playoffs last year. So, I mean, maybe you know that's the thing is the guy's got so much fucking work to do. Yeah, which makes me even which which even is more bizarre than of like you know you hear reports about him being insulated, where it's like, well, why wouldn't you delegate when you have a professional soccer team, professional football team. Um, I mean, think about the what they did with the what they did with their football team last year was like the opposite of what they did with AEW, where you had like uh, a disgrace. This guy Urban Myers, disgraced coach, like real fucking piece of shit. They get him out, and then they get to the playoffs. They get to the second round of the playoffs. So it's like, you know, I just think it's like like all three things can't be great, right? Your wrestling company your soccer company and your fucking football company. I mean, we saw what happened when Vince tried to take over the XFL, you know, it's just, it's just too much, man. 
Um, Sammy Guevara versus Jungle Boy. That's our main event. You know, they really they they really tried to like spam big moments right at top. Um, but it was a good match. I thought it was really good. And the end, I mean, I, I thought that was like one of the best table head bounces I've ever seen. From Man, Jungle right? Awesome. Awesome That's spot. And I thought the ending was fine, but then but then the post-match stuff where they're posing, and I'm like, what the fuck is is this just for a weak angle? Like, like what are not W-E-A-K, W-E-E-K. Yeah, like a week-long thing, and then next week there's going to be some silly horse shit that made this irrelevant? Yes. I think that's what exactly is what's going to happen. I think so, but even worse, it could just go as planned, which is shit. So you kind of want it to end in a week while also realizing, oh, that's not good. Also, it's like Sammy Guevara isn't the one like he should be paying the lie down for, right? That should be like somebody like Powerhouse Hobbs, like some guy that would be like kind of a threat because no, nobody, I mean, nobody thinks any of these guys are going over MJF. Yeah, that's the other funny part. You know, MJF beat Brian Danielson in an Ironman match, and now he's going to have a singles match against um, a teenager. You know, it's like what he's beaten CM Punk right in his hometown. So I think that's why you do need the fatal four way. And I think you do need MJF being like, haha, you don't get it. Even though I think it is a waste of our time to act like we're not going to get one for the next two weeks and have a tournament. When you eventually have Tony say, no, no, it will be a four way. And then, you know, MJF is like, what? But how will I win? Uh, whatever happens, the matches will be great, just like this match was great, right? I thought this match was phenomenal, but you just kind of watch it and go, okay, for for this ending, like that was the ending we got from this. This was like bad. That was bad. Uh, that was like hack storyline shit at the end. Just I will say this though, I do love match. that they did not have this match advertised and they booked it in the beginning of the show. They never do that, and I think they should do more of it. Well, you, you, know, mean, like, you mean they're just dude what WWE does? Yeah, no, I don't mean like announce the main event in the beginning, but you know, at some point in the night, I, I do like the idea of something occurring where a match is booked for later on in the night. I think that's allowed, you know. They never do that. They book, you know, we know the card for dynamite fucking days in advance. So I would like to only get, you know, two or three matches announced and then everything else does feel more organic. It's just it, the whole thing. It just feels like there's no producers trying to figure out continuity. Like even like like I saw a clip of the Blackpool Combat Club and Cesaro's doing the swing. And now like Moxley like kind of dances on the ring rope um, while he does that. Oh and I'm gosh. like, I'm like, well, it's actually it's like a fun baby face spot, but you're like a new heel. You know, like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, but that's the show. And, uh, you know. Yeah, man, I thought it was ambitious. I thought there was some really fun spots in it. And I do think it, at the very least, it does progress for things to come next week, which sometimes they don't do. You just have great matches. This does progress storylines. They did do that. They threw in some new storylines. It's just... uh. Yeah, it all just needs to be executed way better, man. Those guys really shit the bed on the promo. And you got a few workers there who uh, are are like walking through it. Like last night felt like a dress rehearsal for the show. It was it was a little weird to see. 
Dude, even we didn't even acknowledge Christian and fucking Luchasaurus walking out at, immediately after Wardlow. So Wardlow beats Hobbs, right? And it's like, why is Hobbs lo- losing so quickly? But okay, we've seen this five times before. But then, like, you don't even get Wardlow celebrating. Immediately, Christian's music hits. And also, shouldn't Luchasaurus's music hit? He's fucking, he's the scary one. There was just that was like book. There was like thirty things in that segment. You had like that's every that was that was my issue. Every segment had at least four other things it was trying to establish. You know, the 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 uh, the the, uh, Taka Takashita, the uh, like, I I like that he came out, but then you have this moment of like the Bucks being confused about him and Kenny being confused about him, and it's like. We have to have confusion about him. Like you saw Don come get him. Why are we? What is this storyline? Also, now? isn't We're... the story that you guys are the only ones who like Don? Yeah. So why are you not trusting him? Well, no, Don is the the storyline with Don and uh Takashita has been happening for. A while. Am I saying his name right? I constantly fuck it up. Takeshita. Takeshita. There we go, cocksucker. Um, Kanosuke Takeshita. There we go. Uh, so Takeshita... you were comfortable enough to do a Japanese accent for the first part of that, and then. <laughs> but uh, Takeshita, I mean, him and Don have been like posting stuff online for months now of Don taking him to like uh, sports events and shit like that, you know. Yeah. Which I so mean... I get it. It's just like, where does it go? And is the well, eventual feud like, really like, on... like you... Koda being like, uh, no, I'm the Japanese guy you hang out with because it's like you're allowed to hang out with more than one Japanese guy. So what is the yeah. What is that storyline going to be? He speaks fluently. Kenny speaks fluently. I'm sure he has more than one Japanese friend. No, I know. But the way he looked at him, it was and the way, you know, the fact that Don is obviously always trying to fuck people over. You just go, huh? I wonder, um, you know. It was very odd. It, was, it odd... was weird. You just go, OK, there's a there's lots of layers happening and maybe we need layers for um, feuds to come and not the Blackpool feud. But maybe I'm wrong. All right, well, let's get to high spot, low spot. My high spot this week is because we are roasting Michael Hayes this weekend, I watched Freebird Road like 10 times. It's the greatest YouTube. uh, It's the greatest thing a wrestler has ever done as a side project, okay? It's better than Batista and Guardians, okay? You got to check it out. And, uh, you know, low spot, besides the four pillars opening, um, man, this Ted DiBiase Jr. stuff, if he is convicted, five years maximum prison for the conspiracy count, 20 years maximum for each wire fraud count, 10 years maximum for each count of theft concerning programs receiving federal funds and for each count of money laundering, this guy's for sure going to jail for 10 years. Damn. <laughs> because it's it's a federal, man, federal cases have like a fucking 90% conviction rate, you know, or something like that. Um not to mention, like, what he did, if he did it, is fucking terrible. You're stealing from, like, the poorest people, you know? Yeah, and didn't his father do a similar thing with a church? Well, the thing is, is, like, the reason that uh, Ted DiBiase wasn't indicted, but Junior was, is that, like, I think that there's going to be some plausible deniability because it was for, from the church. So Ted DiBiase, his son, like, hooked it up for him. But he may not have known. I mean, I haven't gone through like, you know, they just unsealed the the indictment like today. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, I haven't, you know, like I, I think that like they're, they're basically telling Ted DiBiase, you have to pay 
you know, the 750,000 or however much it is back, but they're not saying, you know, we're going to charge you. So I think maybe he has some level of plausible deniability mm. um, and that's why he's not, you know, but yeah, man, I mean, this is, uh, you know, I mean, I also think too, because they're not going to put Brett Favre in jail. Like they're going to make an example out of this guy. Out of Ted. Ted Jr. Damn. I spot well, oh, sorry. let them rot. <laughs> That's yeah. what you get for quitting pro wrestling. <laughs> That's what I say. I say if if your father is a wrestler, you're supposed to stick to that. Yeah. Yeah, even because, if you it, even if it's ruining your life. Yeah, because wrestlers steal from poor people every night and it's just part of it. <laughs> it's true, man. That's true. Uh, what's your high spot, low spot this week, Scott? Oh, baby, high spot. Let's think about it. I don't know, man. I'm getting super hyped on the Wembley show. I know it's, I know it's far away. More than the Wembley show, I, uh, I'm, 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 I'm really excited for Forbidden Door just because it's sooner. It's uh, the beginning of June, and we already have a little bit of a tournament going. Uh. It was supposed to be Juice Robinson versus Lance Archer, but New Japan has suspended Juice because of what he's doing with Jay White, which is kind of fun, and that's why I'm saying that this is a storyline that will be for Forbidden Door. Um, yeah, so there, you know, Juice isn't going to be fighting Lance anymore, but Lance will be fighting someone, and Will Ospreay, who was supposed to fight Tanahashi, but now Tanahashi is injured, so he might be fighting someone else. You know, the winner of those matches will fight each other, and the winner of that is going to fight Kenny at Forbidden Door. So yeah, it's... it's they, they need to use Tanahashi in the fucking Shawn Michaels role over there, man. Oh, They're, I know, I know, I know. wrestle too much, and he's losing to everybody. Like, I he, know. His job is, like, putting people over. Like, I get that. Like, it's, you know, he's not Okada right now, but, you know, like, he, they're having him fucking job to everybody. Yeah. Depressing. Yeah, well, amen. Let's... And then my low spot, I mean, sure, let's go with Ted DiBiase, but you know what else is fun? You just go on Twitter real quick and refresh it. And usually a wrestler did something terrible. Right. Let's see. Da, 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 da. <laughs> nope, just Dave Meltzer arguing with uh, people who have two followers, well, so nothing with, new. Uh, what happened with Osprey and him? Oh, I didn't know anything happened with Osprey and Meltzer. Twitter beef, but I don't know if that was him beefing with other people about Osprey or like what the fuck is going on there. But you know, Dave is uh, Dave's kind of in a world of his own. Hey, hey, here's 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 a high side. I don't know what it is, but um, I guess Ring of Honor. Uh, this week's episode, mm. man, they get some good fucking matches in Ring of Honor, dude. What are the matches? Uh. <laughs> All right, well, this isn't the great first example, but Samoa Joe versus Colt Cabana for the TV championship. Like, that's fucking fun, man. Uh, El Io del Vikingo versus Gringo Loco. Yeah. Yeah, that should be fun. Takeshita versus Lee Moriarty. Uh, Penta is fighting. Yeah, he's fighting Nick Camarado, but come on, you get to see Penta, you get to see Willow fight. Yeah, I mean, you know, I just think that, like, you know, like, a lot of these guys should be on the same fucking show. <laughs> yeah, know? dude, Samoa Joe should be stomping motherfuckers. 
you can't it, it's you know he's just too like I, I usually hate that label injury prone but it's fucking kind of injury prone man no it should be Samoa Joe versus MJF right now you think so it should have been but you know they haven't been able to but he should have returned and in some way been in a title picture yeah yeah no that's true but hey, they need to use him for Ring of Honor. Tony is obviously it's becoming more and more apparent a uh, a weird guy. And yeah, I'm very interested to see what guys like Omega do because I I think they are also a bit shocked at how he formulates uh, ideas and comes to conclusions and shit. I think Omega man, you got to do the flair deal with WWF, uh, you know, in '92 or whatever. Just have him come for a year, man. Yeah. You guys and then get beaten a couple times. And then you can say Kenny was in, you know, WWE. Yeah. I also don't think you have to say that, though, you know. No, but I mean, right now, I I just, what does he do? Go back to New Japan? Yeah, exactly. Just to, just to, you know, I mean, obviously have amazing matches, but at the end of the day, to to hurt himself, you know? Yeah. And it's also not big enough of a platform for him anymore. You know, like fortunately, no. And he, he is such a creative, like a wrestling creative. I go, um, I would love to see what he would do with these fucking celebrities that WWE hires, you know? Yeah. Have him go. I'm, I'm wondering who he should go against, you know, Kenny talking over a match with a, uh, with a bad bunny, <laughs> you know, Kenny Omega versus Laverne Cox. Yeah. Dude. Kota Ibushi versus bad bunny. I promise you it would be unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that's interesting. What do you think the best? Who do you think the best celebrity to work with Kenny would be? Matthew McConaughey. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, he may, maybe he's brothers with them too. That whole story coming out. Mud. Kenny versus Mud. <laughs> oh no, it's got to be Kenny versus Nicolas Cage. Ooh yeah, as a, as Dracula. You see that coming out? That's going to be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. I think it's already out. Shut up. Yeah, the Evil Dead's coming out tomorrow. There's a lot of good movies coming out lately. Yeah, I've seen some. Hey, that one with uh, Joaquin Phoenix looks really good. I haven't seen that yet. That's the one that Bo, Bo doesn't was afraid or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, it just came out, this fucking movie. All right, maybe I'll, maybe I'll take the lady to see it. Yeah, the reviews are a little bit more mixed than I'd like, but we'll see. Anyway, some promotion. I am in... Um, you know, I'm open for Dan Soder at Helium in Indianapolis um, this uh, Thursday, Saturday, this Thursday, Friday and Saturday. And then Tuesday night, I'm in Comedy Key West. Uh, it's this bar my my buddy Tom Dustin runs. Um, it is uh, it's in between it's 218 Whitehead Street. It's in between uh, Slo- Sloppy Joe's and the Harry S. Truman Little White House. So uh, some real fucking drugs. Um, so check that out. Um, and besides that, my special is going to be taped from Brooklyn Comedy Club, Old Man Hustle, June 1st. You know, nothing else, just working with Soder on this uh cartoon and uh trying to get up. Same shit. How about you, Scott? Boom, boom, out for smokes with Mike Racine and Sean McCarthy. And that's it for now, gang. Be well, stay blessed. Yeah, folks. Till then, wash your hands, wash your damn hands. Goodbye.